everyone. Welcome to the ASF Weekly Science Podcast. Today is Monday, July 25th, and today's topic is, well, lots of things. Lots of things to unpack in one paper, but you can summarize it with developmental milestones, intellectual disability, genetic syndromes, and ASD, and finally, how autism has changed across time and what that means for researchers. Today's study comes from the lab of Dr. Elise Robinson, who is a PI on the Sisters Project, and Susan Kuo, who was funded by ASF for this work, and she also happens to be a recent postdoctoral fellow. I saw this presentation at INSAR, and I had so many questions, so once the paper came out, I've been busily chatting with her. Over Twitter. Friends, I hate Twitter. I've seen early career research scientists blasted on Twitter because people don't agree with some research findings. And I'll be honest, I've done my own share of saying mean things on Twitter to some politicians who, like Voldemort, will not be named. But after I've seen the incredible vitriol and disgusting abuse of a scientist for just doing research, I've stopped this activity on Twitter. Anyway, Twitter was used for good when Susan Kuo described her paper, and I want to thank her and her mentor for all the work they put into the paper and for explaining it over social media. My only regret is that I didn't get to do an interview with her for this podcast, but I will for her next study. She is a smart cookie and a great presenter, and you're going to hear her name again. So Dr. Kuo from Broad and MIT studied four different cross-sectional studies in autism to look at the rate of developmental milestones and what influenced them. You may have heard of some of them or participated in them. Here they are. The first one was AGREE, the Autism Genetic Resource Exchange, the Autism Simplex Collection, which is different from the Simon Simplex Collection, which was also included, and SPARC. Spark asked questions about siblings as well, and also collected genetic data from siblings. I'm a part of this study, and likely my family's data was used. So data from siblings from Spark who did not have an autism diagnosis was used as a comparison group. As it turns out, when they compared their scores to other groups without an ASD diagnosis, it looked about the same. So it's a valid comparison group to look at developmental milestones versus those with autism. I've talked about developmental milestones on other podcasts, but here's what I mean. These are early behaviors that indicate proper neurodevelopment. Parents watch out for them because we need benchmarks. When should a child start speaking? When should they start walking, crawling, sitting upright, spoon feeding themselves? There isn't just one milestone to consider. And if you want to know all about them, go to the CDC developmental milestones page. You can just Google it. The study I'm talking about looked at the age at first walking, speaking words, speaking phrases, being potty trained, using a spoon, and other developed milestones. She looked at them in 17,000 kids with autism and 4,000 kids without autism. So this is the largest study to date. These are milestones most parents can remember. If you're more an attentive parent, maybe you write them down in a book. Anyway, there are a lot of interesting things here, and there's a lot to point to, and I'm going to explain it all at the end. So the first thing is, kids with autism were delayed in reaching most of the milestones. The numbers were pretty variable, but let's start with potty training. The average age was 33 months for siblings and 63 months for those in the AGREE cohort. It was like 51 months in the SPARC cohort. I'll get to those differences later. Same for speaking phrases and speaking words. Surprisingly, overall, there was no difference at the age of first walking. 
But there is a caveat to that, and I'll explain. The numbers were incredibly variable. So when I say potty training was at about 63 months, that number ranged from 42 months to 90 months. Dr. Quo asked the question if developmental milestones possibly reflects the diversity of autism. She did this by looking at factors which may explain this variability. So she looked at presence of an genetic syndrome associated with autism, the presence of intellectual disability, and the timing of a diagnosis. The timing of a diagnosis can be influenced by race and gender, but it can also be influenced by whether or not the features of autism are so obvious by age five that autism clinicians can easily make a diagnosis. She also compared the different groups, with the AGREE group being the oldest cohort and the SPARC being the youngest. Agree started collecting data on families in 1997 and Spark did it in 2016. So does whether or not families were included in an older cohort, possibly before many DSM changes were made, compared to a later cohort? This looks to how autism features have changed over time. Now, this isn't a marker of incidence. This study just looks at whether or not there were differences in milestone attainment in kids born in the 1990s compared to the 2010s. Let's get to it. So first, as I already mentioned, there were overall delays in developmental milestones for things like phrase speech, bladder control, and bowel control for all kids with autism. Again, no delay in age to first walking, but that's at the end of the story, an explanation. Intellectual disability had a huge impact on this effect. Boys with autism and intellectual disability had larger delays compared to girls with autism and intellectual disability. These impacts were most seen in things like bowel control, speaking phrases and words, and spoon feeding. Another important factor was the presence of a rare genetic variant. The study compared about 5,000 of those without a rare genetic variant to 350 of those with a rare genetic variant or a syndromal form of autism. Now, carrying a variant increased delays across all developed milestones except for smiling. But the difference between autism with and without a known genetic variant was significant for sitting upright, crawling, walking, spoon feeding, speaking words, speaking phrases, and bowel control. Here's some idea of the impact of a genetic variant. For acquiring bowel control, it took those without a diagnosis about 40 months to get potty trained. It took about 64 months of those with autism without a genetic variant to be potty trained. With a genetic etiology, that was 80 months. That's about seven years. Walking, it took about 13 months for those without an autism diagnosis to first walk. For those with a diagnosis, 15 months. With a genetic variant, 20 months. You can see where I'm going with this. Known genetic variants had a significant impact on developmental milestones across the board, except for smiling. Now, the final factor influencing the delay in developmental milestones, age at diagnosis. Those who were diagnosed earlier had the largest delays, but they were also likely to have co-occurring intellectual disability. It seems to also be the first five years that are most impactful. If you were diagnosed between five and nine years of age versus 10 years in age of older, you still had delays in developmental milestones, but they were no different from each other. The age at first walking thing was interesting. That finding was that there was only a delay in those with a known genetic variant. 
or intellectual disability, not overall autism. They concluded that for some things, the intellectual disability is a secondary consequence of the autism, but for other things, it makes a huge difference and it is core to the autism. It's all about variability. Those with a genetic diagnosis had longer delays and those with intellectual disability also had longer delays. Here is my message. If your child is not reaching developmental milestones, do not walk, run to your healthcare provider. If they brush you off, find another healthcare provider. I know this is easier said than done. I totally understand. But if they ignore you about things like this, they're also going to brush you off about things like ear infections and head injuries. Please go find a different healthcare provider. I'm not saying it's autism, but these healthcare providers need to pay attention to your concerns. And of course, they need to look at the bigger picture besides just one developmental milestone. My other message is that it does look like developmental milestones reflect the diversity of experiences across the spectrum and that those with intellectual disability and a rare genetic variant have a different experience. Yes, they have an autism diagnosis, but they're also different. Here's an example. On Twitter, one autistic self-advocate was comparing GI issues to, quote, tummy troubles in almost a condescending way. At the same time this was posted, mind you, a child with a rare genetic variant had just recently died from complications of serious GI issues, including severe untreatable constipation. Again, the experiences of people with autism are different and they all need to be respected. Finally, autism is getting more diverse. Just look at the data. Kids from the 1990s have more severe delays compared to those diagnosed in the 2010s, like 2015, for example. This was seen over and over again. This is not a coincidence, and it's not about incidents of autism. It's about characterizing those born at different times. Those born in the 1990s had longer delays and more severe delays. As the diagnosis of autism changed, so did the profile of developmental milestone delays. They got smaller, still significant, but not as large. And here's some numbers. Speaking phrases for those in agree who were diagnosed in the 1990s, it was 74 months. For Spark, which started in 2016, it was 52 months and 22 months without a diagnosis. So this, in fact, is significant and telling. So that second message can be kind of startling. The bottom line is I'm not sure we can group those diagnosed 30 years ago with those diagnosed 10 years ago. I like that this study showed that. But it's demonstrated what we already knew, that there is diversity. And it doesn't seem like we're talking about one thing anymore. We're talking about multiple things. Thanks for listening and talk to you next Monday. It'll be August.